Welcome to Big Skywriter, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Skywriter, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for dropping by to listen. This is episode 49, Paying the Price. Now, have you ever done something wrong and then realized that you would have to pay a price for your mistake? Perhaps it was something little when you were young that brought you a verbal reprimand or maybe a timeout. Or perhaps it was something a little more significant. I can remember when I was living in Los Angeles. One day I was driving to Glendale and took a route that was lightly traveled. I came to an intersection that only had a stop sign. No traffic lights, just a sign. And at that particular time of day, there was no traffic, which is why I chose that route. As I came to the sign, I did what we called a California stop, which is just another way of saying I didn't really stop. Now, don't misunderstand. I did slow down and I did look both ways to make sure there were no cars coming and that it was safe to continue. But I have to admit that I didn't actually come to a complete stop as the law required, but it was no big deal. A California stop. Everybody did it. So I went through the intersection and continued on my way. And that's when I noticed in my rearview mirror some flashing red lights on top of the car behind me. Ah, there was a very short burst from a siren. So I pulled over turned off the ignition, rolled down the window, and watched in the side mirror as the officer got out of his car and walked slowly toward my door. He carried a ticket book in his hand. What could I say? Telling the officer it was just a California stop was probably not going to work. I knew at that moment I was going to pay the price. Now, sometimes... We seem to get away with our sins, but quite often the time comes when we have to pay the price. And it's not just individuals. Even nations have to pay the price. Now, God's made it clear in his word that he judges nations with things like inflation, plagues, floods, droughts, hunger, war, slavery. Definitely stuff a little more intense than a timeout or even a traffic ticket. And if you look at our world today, you probably are aware that we are facing all, as in all of those things. Now, perhaps one of the worst punishments God gives a nation is, well, let me read to you from the word. This is from Psalm 81. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. God letting people follow their own counsels is one of the worst punishments God can give a nation. What? Doing your own thing? (laughs) That doesn't sound so bad. And in fact, it sounds kind of good, fun even. Now, if you believe that, I need you to pause. Please turn on your brain and think. 
You can only say that everyone doing their own thing is good in a society if you don't know human history and if you don't have an understanding of human nature. Through thousands of years of history, people have demonstrated that if they reject God and are left to their own devices, bad things happen. Very bad things. Now, if you know the story of the flood, God destroyed all of mankind except for eight people because they were doing their own thing. And their own thing was not good. In Genesis 6, it tells us, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land. Now think about that. Evil continually. That is what people do when they choose to walk away from God. And there is a price to pay for that. Now, even when the Israelites, after being miraculously freed from slavery in Egypt, they turned away from God after they entered the promised land. And how did that rejection of God work out? From Psalm 106, quote, They mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They sacrificed their sons and daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, who they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. That sounds awful. Parents sacrificing their own children to demons and idols. Now, are you still thinking like I asked you to do? If you are, you're probably aware that our society here in America has clearly rejected God. But do we do things like pouring out the innocent blood of our children? Now remember, you're thinking, since Roe v. Wade was made law by the land, uh, was made law of the land by the Supreme Court in 1973, Americans have brutally murdered over 63 million of our children. Now, to do that, we crush the skulls of our babies, rip off their arms and legs, and suck them out of the woman's body, and then reassemble the body parts after killing the babies, just to be certain we didn't leave a, oh, a hand or a foot inside the mother that might cause an infection. Now, the people of Israel, they sacrifice their sons and daughters to demons and idols. Who do we sacrifice our children to? Well... Our idols tend to be us. If having a baby would inconvenience me, then I'll kill it. Because I worship me so much, I won't allow myself to be inconvenienced. And killing babies isn't the only way of going our own way. Consider our schools where we teach elementary school children how to engage in sexual perversions. We teach them that boys and girls can magically change sexes at will, even if it requires chemicals or surgeries. And if our children are feeling sad, our public schools and public libraries will gladly host a drag show for them. Now, if you dare to suggest that these activities are grooming the children for a terrible future, you'll be warned that you can't use the term grooming. In fact, some social media sites will ban you if you even try to use that word. Because 
The word implies that children are being groomed to become targets of pedophiles. And you can't use that term either because that would make them feel bad. You must identify pedophiles as minor attracted persons so they don't feel bad. Let me ask you, what do you think God sees when he looks at Americans today? Is it much different than what he saw just before the days of Noah? The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. We have seen that throughout human history. Nations pursuing evil because they have rejected God and done their own thing. The ancient Assyrians, they, they often would skin their captives, of, captives alive after winning a battle. The Romans held games for the enjoyment of the public where gladiators fought to the death or women and children were mauled and eaten by wild animals. Some Roman emperors even put people on stakes and set them on fire to light their gardens at night. The Aztecs would capture their enemies and then cut out the hearts while the enemies were still alive. In the last century, Marxists, wonderful Marxists, they've murdered over 100 million, that's 100 million of their own people. For some reason, they also felt it was important to torture many of those people. China has engaged in the forced harvesting of organs from people who did not want their organs removed. Now, we often think of the Nazis, and during the 1930s and 40s, the Germans killed children with birth defects, or those with mental problems, or the elderly, or gypsies, or Poles, or Slavs, or Jews. German medical doctors even conducted vicious medical experiments on unwilling participants. In Proverbs, it says, Because I have called, and you refuse to listen, no one has heeded. You have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. Think about that. They shall eat the fruit of their way. There is a price to pay if a nation rejects God. Do you want to pay that price? Do you want your children to pay that price? Now, in just a couple of months, elections are happening in the United States. Many people feel if they can just elect their candidates, then life will be good. And while I encourage you to vote, electing your slate of candidates is not going to solve our nation's problems. Because our problem is not which politicians are in power. Our problem is that we, as a nation, have rejected God. And we are now following our own way, or the way of demons, or the way of idols. And there is a heavy price for any nation that chooses to do that. Reviews. Now I have a book that I want to encourage you to read. As a former history teacher, I have to admit in my studies that I run across some fascinating people. Some are inspirational, some are thrilling, some are courageous. One of my favorite people in American history is a man by the name of Henry Bibb. Born a slave in 1815 in Kentucky, he shares what life was like growing up in the South. 
what it was like to marry the girl of his dreams, and what it was like to try to raise a family within the institution known as slavery. And after a number of unsuccessful attempts, Henry Bibb managed to escape from his owner and flee to a free state. But he couldn't stand the thought that his wife and daughter were still in the vice grip of slavery. So he disguised himself and went back to the South in an attempt to rescue his family. This is a thrilling story that deals with a dark time in our nation's history. And it's written by the man who experienced the events. This book will give you a feeling for what slavery was really like. And it will also reveal to you a man who was courageous and set an example for those of us seeking to live life well. Please read the book. If you look in my show notes, I've included a link to it and you can get a free copy of it, a digital copy of the 1849 book written by Henry Bibb. I also have a number of links to articles and stories that I found interesting. Those are also in the show notes. Please check those out. But before I go, I'd like to share a blessing with you from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. Number 624 to 26. Until the next time, be the reason someone smiles today. Today.